Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, welcome along to the Red Men Originals podcast, uh, the official podcast of support in 10 time League Cup uh, winning side Liverpool Football Club. Um, with me, Paul Machen, Chris Page, Chloe Bloxham, and Dan Club as well. Yes, come in, grab yourself a brew, get your feet up. Not if you drive and listen to this in podcast form, of course. Um, if you're in an automatic, it's probably fine. Yeah. One of the feet. Yeah. One of the feet. You, you'll be able to do this once and once only, um, presumably. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, everyone's in everyone's in a buoyant mood today, as you can imagine, because yes, Liverpool beat Chelsea thanks to a wonderful Virgil van Dijk header, sparking incredible scenes at Wembley Stadium. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about all that in due course. Uh, before we dive into it, just a couple of things to draw your attention to. Uh, yes, we are live. We're going on tour. We've got three dates coming up. Uh, we've got uh, Belfast. We've got Dublin, uh, which are selling like hotcakes. I'm so <laughs> pleased at how well they're selling. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, not to read between the lines on what I'm saying there, but um, tickets available for our London uh, event on axs.com. Uh, um, I'm look at I'm look. At, we we've proven we can we can do the business. I'm not saying the Indigo at O2 need to pull their weight a little bit more than this, but um, I'm just saying you know we're we're bringing the goods to the table. Uh, if you guys want to come and party with us, uh, then head to axs.com. Uh, we've got Keo along with us as well. He's going to be singing some absolute belts of a tune. And yes, we've now got not just obviously the Jurgen Klopp farewell celebration tour stuff to do but people have won a trophy in the means so we can talk about that as well so yeah it's going to be very very good indeed and whereas we're planning to talk about Conor Bradley and uh, Cueven Kelleher on the Irish legs of the of the tour we can talk about Harvey Elliott as much as you want mm. if you want to come to London and have a chat with us so yeah it's going to be boss I am joking the, 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 the London event is going to be absolutely amazing but all I'll say is that the Cockneys are being outdone by all types of, of Irish people so like um, just 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 saying just saying, come and get involved. Um, Do better. Be better. Yeah, absolutely. Be better, people. Um, speaking of brilliant people. Like the tickets are about the cost of a pint in London. I was thinking that, yeah. <laughs> not shy, but hands in the pocket. <laughs> Me too, all the time. So, any chance? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, yes, um, speaking of brilliant people, Chris Pajak uh, and Chloe Block, in fact, we're at Wembley. Uh, Chris's vlog uh, is currently being edited. It should be live on the YouTube channel at about 5 pm today. Is a little. Sneaky peek of that, I hope. We've done it all and you're there! We're never going 
I'm not sure YT slash the Redmen TV is an actual URL, but uh, please don't go. Please do go to our YouTube channel and check that out. A lot of tall people around by you, Chris. <laughs> Just average <height laughs> fellas, really. To be honest with you, says more about me than the people around me. Um, unfortunately, um, yeah. Um, good I time. think at that. Was I think at that point? No, no, I don't think we were stood on our chairs at that point. Uh, it was you definitely were. I definitely wasn't. There was a, there is at least a, a good ten minutes of video where everyone else is on their chairs and I'm trying to get on mine, uh, which is just funny in of itself. You should check that out. Uh, obviously, at five o'clock. Hopefully, um, it was unbelievable where I was. I mean, I couldn't see anything of the game of football that didn't happen in the penalty area in front of me. Yeah. But I mean, as a as a spectacle for what happened around me, it was like you couldn't get better. I, do, I don't want to focus on anything particularly negative as what is a wonderful time, but Wembley Stadium is a crap stadium. I'm not having it otherwise. Their decision to basically have it be a bit like slightly banked seating where it spreads out for 10, 10 miles rows, backwards. The first 10 rows are essentially level with one another yeah. um, for all intents and purposes. And then it starts to incrementally creep up. And as you get to the very top, it's very steep, but there's no need for any of that. You've got loads and loads of space around there. Yeah. Um, it was Sunday though, wasn't it? It was just incredible from start to finish being in that end. Feel so privileged and blessed to be there. Like. Amazing. I should mention, sorry, I forgot to before, uh, Wednesday 24th of April, in London so if you're busy that day then you know you've got plenty of time to clear the calendar um, Chloe Bloxham Chelsea nil, Liverpool won um, that was just something else Unbelievable is, is the only way that I can I can say. I remember the goal going in and, and the only thoughts that, I've, that I could think in that moment is oh my god we've done it again like how have we possibly done it again um, and after the game I was extremely emotional and I always get emotional with the Reds but um, I, I, we won this in 2022 and I wasn't that emotional and I think it's the added thing of it's Jürgen Klopp's last season yeah. I so badly wanted it to, to, to win it for him um, so that he's got at least one I wanted it because it can hopefully galvanise uh, the team for the rest of the season I mean we mentioned we, we interviewed Jamie Carragher before and he mentioned how big the first one in 2001 was to then have a domino effect on the rest um, so yeah coming out of that stadium I just I couldn't believe it because there was points in that game where I looked at their bench in front of me warming up and then there's just a gang of lads at the ages of like 17 coming on for us and they were superb every single lad gave me everything on that pitch um, and we came out with a win in, in dramatic fashion and yeah I just couldn't quite believe what I'd seen you got a vision of the future there Chloe where you're older than basically all yeah, the lads that came on the pitch it is scary yeah. like, yeah. don't like it was there anyone in the squad that was younger than us? Have any either squads? I mean, that's older. Impossible. Older, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All everyone's younger. No, even no one. Yeah. Wait, oh, like, Thiago Silva's the only one who's close, and he's still two years younger than us. Um, How old Adrian? Like thirty-six, maybe. Yeah. Is that all? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Either way, he's not forty-one. I can testify that Chloe was very emotional. Like we were in a we were in a tower block uh, right next to Wembley, robbing Wi-Fi um, to upload all of our videos and yeah. stuff. And you were sort of welling up a little bit yeah. in there. And we tried on the twenty-third floor, and the Wi-Fi just disappeared. <laughs> and then we went down to the fifth floor and stood by the lifts there, robbing Wi-Fi um, for a bit. And yeah, it was a, it was very it was a very emotional. Yeah. Afternoon and evening for us. Um, we scared a lady as well because yeah. we were hanging around by the lifts on the fifth floor, and some woman come round the corner, not expecting to see three people with the laptops out and phones, and she just came in and went, 
<laughs> and, I, and obviously we're in London, so she didn't expect me to speak to her, but I did. Um, and that scared her even more, and then she ran off because I'd spoken to her. <laughs> we'll speak to each other in London. No, I'll tell you what. Yeah, maybe growl or huff. I mean, I did say, ha scared you there, didn't we? And then she ran off. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even look at him again. Just literally walked amazing. right past him. Absolutely exactly. amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. Look, let's just get into it, because it, it, I've seen a lot of chat about it. Jürgen Klopp's called it the most special of the trophies that he's won. Well, well, I'll start with you, Dan, but we'll go around the around the room. Where does it rank amongst the Klopp era trophy wins? I, b- I believe him when he says it. Let's put it that way. Let's kick off with that. Um, in terms, obviously, sort of the trophy in itself, it doesn't rank amongst some of the other ones, the Champions League and the Premier League. Of course it doesn't. But I think given the circumstances, I get it. Like, I fully understand what he's saying because, as Chloe alludes to there, like what we what we had, or more poignantly, what we didn't have at our disposal was was laughable by the end of it, especially when you consider Graven Bertrand off and obviously disallow goals. So I do get where he's coming from um, in terms of where it ranks <sighs> recency bias is such a thing isn't it yeah. I, I'm very tempted to put it like at the very top but is that because it was yesterday ultimately um, I'd probably have it below the Champions League definitely mm-hmm. um, for me personally uh, and I'd probably put it third let's, let's do that let's put it below the Champions League in the Premier League and have it as like my third favourite Klopp trophy win okay any takers on that I agree um, Champions League number one the Premier League second and the thing is is I didn't get to celebrate the Premier League yeah, actually exactly. to be perfectly honest but it's the so Premier League that, that, I, yeah, that, yeah. that the, the, the actual trophy is the only reason why that's yeah. second if that and the weight exactly. is my biggest thing with that yeah, yeah um, but in terms of like how emotional I've been it would be Champions League than that. Um, I mean, it's it's a league cup, and I was nearly in tears, so that that says it all. Um, but yeah, th- third on my list for just the the adversity that we had to go through, the fact that it was a last minute winner. We'd already had a boss header ruled out for absolutely no need at all, um, and yet the full time scenes. It was it was different for in twenty twenty two because in twenty twenty two. Jürgen Klopp was, was bouncing over to our fans and he was like giving it loads where at full time the other day he just had his hands on his head. He couldn't quite believe it and neither could we in the stands. I think I think he's right for him. Yeah. Um I think it was the best job he's done in a final. Yeah. Um I think the only thing actually that comes close in terms of results in his tenure as Liverpool manager is what he had to do to get back against Barcelona mm-hmm. because of the injuries that we had in the squad that day as well. Um, but in terms of his his best management job, that final is better than all the others by quite some distance for me um, because how do you win a game, a, a trophy against uh, you know a, a squad that's been assembled for close to a billion pounds, if not more than, with the lads that we had on the field. So I totally understand that. And it's everything that he wants from a football club and he wants from a side to show. Mm-hmm. So And the adversity that was shown in that final uh, by that group of players is, is totally for him. It's his best management job in a final by a mile. It's interesting for me to kind of try and break that because we were, we were having a discussion in the office before about how many finals have Liverpool been in. And even if you throw in the community shields which is effectively a one-off game of football where you can win a piece of silverware at the end of it so you've got a trip out to watch a game of a decisive game of football i think it's 13 i mean you could technically chuck the two to at least two of the second place finishes in the league because it was a final game of the season as well but and i think i've been in the building for i think i think it's 10 of them 
Um, and I wasn't for the for the one at the weekend, obviously. Um, so I, for me, almost everything is going to pale into insignificance compared to the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Having gone the year before and seen us lose it and go through the heartbreak and all the the, the, the trouble to get there and, and what have you. Um, so it's the European Cup above and beyond. But it's above the Premier League in term, for me in terms of even that thing of like celebrating it because, you know, we, me and you were in here watching it and it was great and it was a moment we'll share forever. But it, it wasn't Liverpool playing. It was Chelsea and Man City playing when we won the league. It was, and it was obviously Jordan Coven. It was a weird time as well. So it's, and not really getting to truly experience that. So contextually what it did for Liverpool was massive, but actually if Liverpool were to win a league this season, it would knock that one so yeah. far down the pecking order. Mm. Um, whereas the only other thing that might come close to this, I don't, I don't even think if Liverpool were to win another piece of silverware, it would struggle to get above that for all the things we've discussed there, yeah. what Liverpool had to go through, the adversity and all that. So, yeah, I I can't think. Like the Super Cup was really hard for, but I, that was just a hateful, hatefully stressful experience. Two years ago was funny because of the whole Kepa thing. It was just it was it was like raucously hilarious. I was too tired to enjoy the FA Cup final that year as a, as a, you know similar sort of vein. This is. Yeah, I, the I'm, backstory I'm and the narrative is just remarkable in this one, isn't it? it? Really is, and as you referenced there, Chris, it's it's the most Jurgen Klopp type victory of all time against all the odds. In so much as what he had or what he didn't have, like I say, it was just just an incredible, incredible feat to get the job done yesterday. I just don't think any other manager puts those players on. No. I've seen no. so much, countless managers over the years stick with the tried and trusted experienced players and not get a result or, you know, try and cling on with the players even though they're dead on the feet because what's available to them isn't as good on paper as yep. what's on the field. Or rush lads who are on the verge into the side. So you could see, like, Darwin Nunes, and cop reference to himself, Darwin Nunes and Dominic Saboslai look pretty sharp to me, <laughs> judging by how they basically threw Curtis Jones over a railing and then ran full tilt downstairs and jumped over the barricade, which I couldn't do now. I mean, look, you know, they're athletes, but, like, you know, I would have to stop an undertaker that one leg over, followed by the other <laughs> one to even remotely get over that. Um, he could have quite, I think he could have, push to have one of those lads at least on the bench if he'd really wanted to so pre-match that bottle start and it ran all the way all the way through and it's, it's what he's done you know you think about Cleveland Kelleher and getting the start and the nod in the final a couple of years ago that's a testament to his man management style isn't it that he trusts the players mm. that have got them there mm. yeah I totally agree it's um I just want to talk a little bit about the about this the narrative around it, Chloe, because we've seen this uh, Gary Neville coil and the cut in the blue billionaire, well, billion pound bottle job thing. Um, and I've seen our, our mate, uh, footy writer, Christian, Christian Sturt, Sturt um, getting a bit annoyed at the idea of like it's, it was Liverpool's kids versus Chelsea when, because ultimately they had a younger average age side out, they finished with a younger average age side, even despite all of the changes that we made. But I don't half feel like they missed the point. They have. It's gone over that lad's head, whoever that is. Um, because <laughs> is he a professional in football? A, no. a data analysis or something? Oh, Jano, it's even worse. Um, the, the, it's how do you not understand the point that Jaden Dans? This is his second professional football game for Liverpool, and he's had to come on and play 30, 40, 50 minutes in a cup final, and try and press with the same intensity. That yeah, okay, he's he's in the academy, so that is instilled within everyone. But 
it's 100% different to doing it in a Jürgen Klopp team in a final. I had Bobby Clark and, and uh, McConnell, two youngsters who got their debuts this season and have just been drip-feeded into the side here and there, maybe played a, you know, a, a start of the game um, in in the Carabao Cup early stages or whatever. This is a final. This is totally different. Madueke is is played Premier League football this season. He came. He, he was like a forty mil player. You know, Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer, sixty. Well, that lad said forty mil. I thought it was sixty five mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, one things with Manchester City. You know, you had Levi Colwell who got his experience with Brighton first and played a full. Premier League season at Brighton. You know, De Sassi, who came from League One. All of these players totally get. They're still young, but they're on a different level of experience to these lads who literally once played midweek for the first time in, in, in a senior appearance. And they've been bought. They've been bought. And this is this yeah. is the thing. For ridiculous money. They've been bought for ridiculous money. And actually, but that as an aside to that, because I think we get lost in the money side of things sometimes. It's about mm. spending the money wisely, and that's not those players' fault. But the point is, those players were bought for the first team squad of Chelsea, yeah. whereas Liverpool's young players are not. They are lads on the climb towards Liverpool's first team, but their academy. Graduates, you know, yeah. we had, we could have picked any bunch of ones, but we've picked the really good ones that we've grown ourselves over the years. And as you say, you know, they they wouldn't be anywhere near there if not for the horrendous injuries that Liverpool yeah. had suffered. Like Jaden Dans, let look, he's 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 what seventh probably choice in that attacking line for Liverpool. I mean, the fact Harvey Elliott starting, you know, out effectively in a in a weaker Old position. Man, Harvey Elliott. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> what, 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. You only have to look at the squad numbers of the two sets of squads to be like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what true. we're talking about that's here. That's you know, yeah, Turn around. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That's, that's the story in a nutshell, isn't it? Trey Nione, was he 98? Exactly. That's, that sums up what we're talking about, doesn't yeah. it? Going to, and you're right, Liverpool... This is what we are building. This is what we built and continue to hopefully sort of reap the rewards from. But Chelsea, that's what they bought and paid for. Yep. That's what was left on the pitch yesterday. Whatever you say about average ages and all that sort of stuff, they pay for theirs. I'll just come from the academy. Simple as that. Yeah, but theirs is also had experience in other leagues. That's why yeah, they've, they've yeah. went and That's bought them. That's why they paid top exactly. dollar for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, it's not my fault that you spent ninety mil on Mudrick. Like what? You've just signed a crap player for over the odds. That's not nothing to do with me. So you can give me an average age all you want, but they were McConnell missing the point and, a little bit. And Clark yeah. and, were yeah. brilliant. And, and just to, for the point on the average age stuff, Van Dijk and Wissouro end of the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And yeah. that and that's that's one of those things that gets lost. Like, yeah. you, the average age is a, is a, a good broad indicator. But Virgil Van Dijk's thirty two and Wataro Endo's were thirty thirty one. And listen, if you'd not signed Lavia and. Um, Casado, our average age would be lower than yours because we wouldn't have Endo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. off. Yeah, Thiago Silva was anywhere near that match yeah. they scored yesterday. It's a different conversation again, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not no, hundred percent. Just as a, a little note on, on it so far, like James McConnell who comes on is made seven appearances for us this season but that's one start it's 134 minutes of football that, he, that, he's, that he's played for us um, you know I'm going to find uh, Jaden Dans has played a grand total of 36 minutes and one of one football trophy. for, yeah, for 49,000 less than it took Harry Kane who hasn't even broken his duck yet yeah. <laughs> two um, games one trophy 0.5 matches per trophy Jaden <laughs> 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 got Harry Kane he's got 49,000 and something minutes maths is not my thing I can't yeah. have Bobby, That's simple, I can do that. Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark not start, yet to start a game for Liverpool. Was for Bobby sensational, Clark. by the way. Yeah. He came on um, 
and I think it was our first sub in terms of the second half. We obviously was made yeah. to bring Gomez in, then we had to bring Bradley off. But honestly, he came on and I thought to myself, go on, lads. But I thought it's very easy to get bullied in a midfield and he was everywhere putting in challenges. I loved the tactical fouls by the youngsters as well. Just knowing to take a yellow card, absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, but when Bobby Clark came on, he was just getting stuck in and winning the ball back time and time again. Just, I thought he was unbelievable. Just on that, it's dead interesting. I said this to Paul yesterday on our post-match shows. Like, it's really fascinating that because I've seen quite a bit of Bobby Clark and he's a brilliant footballer. He's got loads of technical abilities, really, really talented. But a lot of what he does well He's in the forward positions. He's known as a bit of a flair player. Plays kind of off the cuff footy and a little bit of showman about him, to be honest with you. But to see him doing that that dog work and to getting yeah. stuck in and using his body really well to win physical duels and win tackles, that was fascinating. So, and, and also really good to see because you don't get into a Jurgen Klopp midfield without having that side of the game, do you? Yeah. Either, so. He was basically Yari Littman and slash Claude McAlealy, wasn't he, yesterday? <laughs> yeah. He was fantastic. Well, Klopp's post-match, right, he referred to him in his post-match press conference. And I, I, did, he say, wow. did he say woof? <laughs> He basically used some like mad noise to describe Bobby Clark. Like clearly, very, very impressed with his, his development as a footballer. But I did think because obviously Ben Chilwell tries to play the senior player card thing where he's trying to wind the youngsters up, and I was so proud of Connor Bradley a for standing his guard. I didn't think he deserved the yellow card for that. By the by the way, for just literally standing there toe to toe with with an older fella who's having a go at him. But he was trying it to Bobby Clark later on as well. And no, they're the points where I, I think his dad's Lee Clark. You know what I mean? He's been raised in a football environment his entire life. His dad's played at you know you know a Premier Premier League level. He's played in big games of football. You know, it's debatable. Who, who, I mean, I know, I know Ben Chilwell's had some success since he's moved. Uh, in fact, in his career in general, but he, um, like, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I I felt those lads were looking at him going, "What are you doing? You melt so like, yeah, yeah, all right, granddad. Yeah, yeah. Should that might work against any other side or any other player, but it wouldn't work against Liverpool and our fan base anyway. No. no, because we've seen people, you know, try and do that type of thing normally in Anfield or whatever, and it just gets our backs up and. We didn't need to get our backs up yesterday. That was the. Do you know what? That was probably the greatest thing about the atmosphere yesterday. Is it didn't come from anything. Yeah. It actually come from like a big tackle or a decision by the referee or anything, did it? It just happened for once. Yeah, and it was especially, you know, full time. It happened, and then it was us singing. You'll never walk alone because we knew. Lads, no matter what, what you come up, whether you lose or win this game, you've gave us everything. There's, we're, you're being applauded for that. Um, and then at the start of the extra time, it just felt like we we couldn't get hold of the ball. It felt like Chelsea were a little bit all over us. And then it was right. We need to help these through mm. this. And a lay, a lay, a lay bounced around the entire stadium and Liverpool started gaining control of the game again and actually we took control of the game after that and it was just moments where it reminds you that why Liverpool and Anfield specifically is is so good because when the fans know that you need us the most that is when we show up and we did uh, at Wembley for on, the that, on that that full time <laughs> you'll never walk alone yeah. whether they'd have played it over the television or yeah, something did, like yeah. like we've been stood up a long time I, I got into the ground at like one o'clock because my thing was like one till one thirty. so we've been in the ground a long time been stood up for a very long time all day and stuff and I sat down at full time and everyone sat down around me and like and then you just heard it from the back and we were like, 
okay, one more. <laughs> Once more. Into the, like, it was fucking sensational. <laughs> like, had, like, there's this collective sigh, and then yeah. right, we, 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 yeah, does, okay. we can do it again. I've got, I've got extra time. Yeah. I wanted to sit down, but I'm there for you, Liverpool football club. It feeds into this idea of, like, again, a cop selection and how he approaches the game and how he approaches substitutions. And this goes back when people say Jürgen Klopp gets us. This is what we're talking about: is that he puts out a team in, a, in circumstances that appeal to our sensibilities, the core sensibilities of the Liverpool fan base, and predominantly the, the city of Liverpool, of course. But we love an underdog story, and and that that you know it came across on the telly big time, the Alley thing, because I think there's there's more than this. But broadly speaking, there's two spells in both in, in either half. Of, of, of 90 minutes where Chelsea have it and it's the middle of both halves where we just kind of like run out a little bit of steam and they get a little bit of a footing in it it actually happens in the first half after the Gravenberg mm. injury where we're trying to get our heads back into the game I think but you know particularly late on when I, in, late, very late on I think obviously and, and the alley comes off it was a bit like I, I love the notion of it it's it, it like comes out via osmosis it's just a, like a unified feeling of we love yous and you know what you've done absolutely brilliantly and you know what we're thoroughly enjoying what you're putting out on the pitch there so actually we're gonna, rather than do like almost like you never walk alone or like let's start out it's like it summed up the fun vibe of the whole thing you can cop smiling his head off on the touchline and giving it the big ears to the fa- to the fans around him and Liverpool fans twirling the scarves around at, at extra time when everyone should be done in or hats if you forget your scarf <laughs> <laughs> 12 me glasses so around like a madman I was like go ahead <laughs> but that's that is the kind of thing that you don't get to you can't fake that and you can't plan that, and that is just a, a, a that's collectivism at its finest. That's like an, an an animalistic instinct. That's that thing where they talk about where you can teach teach something to a species on one island and other other animals in that species yeah, yeah. on another unconnected island learn it at the same time. It's like yeah, it, it's just once it's out there, it's out there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, so. <coughs> fantastically inspirational um, we've got a couple of super chats and we'll dive back into some individual performance chat and um, we've got loads uh, Liam Bento here uh, says no no you can't win trophies with kids we can oh yes indeed uh, Lowe says uh, do we dislike Chilwell more than Silver after yesterday no because I mean who the fuck's Ben Chilwell well, he's just a knockoff Leighton Baines <laughs> he's across between Leighton Baines and the guy who played the Rocketeer very handsome not so good at football um, John Lee David Blackshaw uh, the man the legend still going strong says I'm in love uh, with him and I feel fine I love you guys and our Chloe uh, only this club can give us feelings like this the happiness we get from the team the squad our fans dare I say it quad on Quad on, there it is. Quad on, motherfuckers. At least <laughs> for wanna, another day yeah. or two. <laughs> don't want to worry us, but I don't think we have eleven players. So. Yeah. Treble. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll come on to Wednesday later on. Um, yes. Anyway, this is from uh, John Dollary, and I can read this on my screen, but I don't have to strain my eyesight to read all that way away. Uh, how good was the Alalala in extra time? The TV didn't do it justice. How did it compare to an Anfield Alley? Well, funny More we, scarves. yeah, there was definitely yeah. It was funny because when we were in the car on the way home, Chloe was editing her vlog and she was editing most of my vlog as well and stuff like that. And they're, they're two very different Ale Ale Ale's, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, because because Chloe can sing and you can't. There is ninety percent of that. <laughs> the other ten percent is Chloe knows where to put a phone during a vlog. 
and I have never known where to put a phone during a vlog. Um, so my Ale 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 is very much my Ale Ale Ale. <laughs> was the phone? Was the phone on the floor? Uh, no. Well, then it's a massive improvement from Kiev. So that's uh, <laughs> that's something. Uh, so you've come on leaps and bounds in that in that time. I was sober yesterday. There was a fair. wonderful synergy, I think, because we, we we've been talking. My dad was espousing this palindrome theory about how he thought we were going to lose because it was the, you know, the, the cop yeah. coming back around again. And I, I've always said it felt like a great way to sort of tie off the tie off a knot, tie off a loop. Um, you going to a League Cup final, which you did in Klopp's first season, but it, A, you had to drive this time, and B, it wasn't you who was violently ill on mm. the way. Must feel like a nice sort of natural resolution to that. As well. it like that. I mean, I had to put up with the sick person, which um, I, you've told me for the last eight years was just as bad <laughs> as being sick. So um, it was. No, it wasn't. It was. It was cool. Um, it was. It was great to be honest with you. Obviously, I, I've I missed you know Madrid and uh, I've missed a few of those finals. I've I've tended to see the finals where we lose a lot. Um, so I've now seen at Liverpool winning a cup final without you being stood next to me which is which is great um, to be honest with you and like not because you weren't there but just <laughs> I now I now, I now know that I, it's not just okay, Paul's yeah, look yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm sucking off and siphoning off here <laughs> okay okay I mean you've chosen some words there I'm so glad I said the word look uh, after Paul I can be edited <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a different cup final experience, um, to say the very least. I mean, to be fair, going back to that Super Cup one, wild. Chris was in the tier above me, um, like directly behind me, but in a whole tier above. And it, at one point, he was he was messaging me, going, "I'm going to have to leave here. I can't. I'm a, it's me. I'm the bad luck charm." And I remember messaging said, "No, just." Just fucking stick it out. It'll be fine. I was ready to leave. Yeah. We were in Turkey and I was ready to just leave the stadium <laughs> because I was that much of a bad luck. Child. I've literally seen, up until that Super Cup, I'd seen us losing every final I'd been to in every competition possible. Really? Yeah. 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 And FA Cup, Carabao. Yeah. It gets forgotten uh, though. Europa League, Champions League. Jürgen Klopp had a cup final. Like Jinx and Hoodoo, didn't he? We forget about that now. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Now he's literally won every... Trophy. Well, you know, there's, there's one more, but we'll, again, we'll come on to that. Yeah. Um, any more unsung heroes of the night, Chloe? I mean, Matara Endo was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, I think he covered so much ground. Um, the tackles that he put in, um, there was a part in the, like, I don't know whether it was extra time, it all merged into one at this point, but we we were all screaming for him to do a tactical foul, and he really, really tried, but his leg just wasn't long <laughs> enough to bring down Cole Palmer, so someone else had to do it for him, but yeah, he was superb. His passion, um, uh, just everything about him he was unbelievable for the goal he's on the floor he can't walk and then in the celebrations three little birds is playing were serenading them like nothing else and he's literally it's like he's on stilts he cannot walk he was just he was trying so hard um and yeah he was he was superb he bullied Enzo and Casado mm -hmm. and my words am I glad that I ended up with Enzo instead the celebrations though for Van Dyke's goal he's on the floor doing the thing where you sort your own camp out with <laughs> both legs yeah. watch it back and he's got both of his feet and everyone's celebrating around him he's in the middle of it underneath them like pulling on his toes it's absolutely <laughs> superb <laughs> it's um, yeah no absolutely absolutely I, he, I've heard the word warrior used a number yeah. a number of times to describe I me and my dad were talking about him during the game and saying he's 
he's tenacious, but not in like a and and I, he's kind of scrappy. But I actually don't see him as like scrappy. I see him as he's very firm mm. and he's very direct in what he does. He identifies what he's going to do, who he's going to target, and he goes about it. And and for for a lad who's not like a six foot plus sort of fella, there's a temptation to see someone as like a bit of a a bit of a scrappy do style factor to them. But he hasn't got that at all. He just he's just really smooth and yeah. clean and strong and um yeah I, Dan, it's like I, measured or bridled yeah. tenacity or yes. something like that isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite uncomplicated to describe him as it. and very efficient what he does as well and very yesterday i thought he's brilliant like it's so much of football is about winning your individual battles and he did that all across the pitch like whoever he came up against he was getting the better of him time and time again particularly caicedo he absolutely bodied caicedo once or twice it was a, a real joy to watch and i've said it dozens of times now on various different shows like i've been really impressed with him full stop it's turned out a bit of a masterstroke that late piece of transfer for business but what he does so so well is not only does he win the ball back but his use of the ball there after his exceptional time and time again and that's where I had my question marks really I was not I wasn't worried about him doing the defensive side of the game I thought we we're going to buy this this little sort of warrior type player who's going to win the ball back be tenacious get us back on the front foot but I wasn't sure how he was going to do it but watching him and his, his passing range is brilliant his decisions are brilliant when he is on the ball as well and just a very no-nonsense type player no frills no flair about him necessarily but he does have that little bit of extra quality that I wasn't expecting every time one of our lads had pressed one of theirs and if a Chelsea player came away and he never came away cleanly they always came away on the edge on the end of a battle and Endo would just be there yeah. be like well done you've won that thanks so much and he'd just clear it up and, he, and he'd take the ball away and, we, and we'd carry on off the pitch and you know the, the issue I think both he and McAllister have in the six is that neither of them are blessed with pace but actually, when you play that role correctly and you understand what you're meant to be doing and you start to read the game and use your game intelligence, you never need pace because you should never be in a situation where you're legging it back the other way. You're never in a foot race, really, with people. You, you just anticipate you get there, you put a foot in, you jump, you know, you defend from the blind side, the footballers, and then you get the ball moving the other way. I, yeah, I, I totally agree, Chloe. I, I, thought he, I thought he was brilliant. Mm. Also, the fact, uh, it says everything about him, at the fact that that um, the knock he picks up when Caicedo basically just, you know, stamps, stamps on, on him because foot, he's yeah. being bullied. The fact <laughs> that he plays on after that and he just carries on digging deep. And there was a couple of times in extra time where Darwin, uh, not Darwin News, she crashed Christ, and uh, said Darwin News because he sprinted at full time. Uh, with Lewis Diaz got the ball and he just instantly gave it to someone and was like, I can't, lads, I cannot stop done. passing me that ball. Where it was hard to end. There was constantly the asking. Flag, Diaz. Yeah. There was no, no even attempt at a Liverpool shirt. It was just get it up the pitch. Probably full yeah, there. I think he was seeing things by that point. <laughs> <laughs> he was gone. I've never seen a footy player so gone yeah. in my life. Someone passed him oh the ball God. and he instantly got rid of it and just started stretching. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Uh, but with Taro Endo, didn't. With Taro Endo, Kept even though he could hardly move, kept making making sure we were moving the ball from side to side so that we just had possession and could see the game on. Lewis Diaz is an interesting shout for this because I think it's Virgil and Kelleher who, who draw the, the major plaudits, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But Lewis Diaz is the other one I think who, as we say, yeah. runs himself into the ground. That, that last sort of few minutes of the game reminds me of Mario and Sonic at the Olympics when you're doing the swimming, and if you go too fast, yeah, too you soon. basically just absolutely wipe out your guy, and they're just sort of <laughs> floundering in the water. Because he was the one who was driving us forward. He was that constant outboard down the left-hand side, Chris. But Klopp himself said, by the end, they just said, just stay up. 
because you can't you, you can't get back, so don't ask him to get back. So he, he they basically moved Gakpo over to the left, and right, you just go there. And Diaz just generally hovered in the final third. And I, I, I remember thinking at the time, I was like, is this tactical? Where because he might just drop a shoulder and get in. No, it was just putting him in the position where he could do us the least damage by not being able. It's to when you it's when you've made all your subs on footy manager and you get a man sent off and you Ooh. throw them up out the way, don't you? And that's the exactly way. what Liverpool did, <laughs> except they wouldn't take him off the field. Um, or it reminds me of the Brownlee twins, obviously the, the Iron Men and stuff, where I think it's Johnny is in the lead and he's got like 100 metres to go or whatever. And he collapses and his brother just picks him up and carries him over the line. Um, that's what Liverpool did for, for Louis Diaz. The other player that I, I absolutely loved was Harvey Elliott again. Yes. And it's two games on the bounce where it hasn't quite gone right for him in the in the first half. And yet he's fought with every ounce of his body and his soul to make an impression on the game and he did just that once again. Yeah, I mean the big chances that Liverpool have in in extra time are all Harvey Elliott's mm. chances. So him and ultimately Jaden Dan so unlucky not to turn that one across the line late on. But no, I agree on that. And again, it was another one-clock reference. He was done. He had nothing left to give, but he was asked to go. And look, Harvey Elliott, if you tell him to go for Liverpool, he'll go for Liverpool all day and all night because that's what he wants to do. Um, now, I, I agree, Chloe. He's he's one of them, isn't he? You know, he should. He be, you know, we can make that case. He should be starting more football matches. I don't think anyone would disagree that he's he had a brilliant season for us so far. He's gonna get a chance. He's gonna. Well, yeah, let's hope. But he, you know, he's another one. He, he, I mean, he was. He, he looked like he was injured against Luton. So not only did he get over that, he got himself out on the pitch and he put in a full, basically 120 minutes of, of an absolute shift for the Reds as well. Yeah, he was absolutely everywhere. Um, and yeah, yeah, look, he knows what it feels like for us fans because he absolutely has loved the club from from being a kid. It means more to him. But you could see because at full time, where everyone else was jumping on top of each other, all the young lads were jumping on top of each other, Harvey Elliott was on the floor. Harvey Elliott was stretching out. Someone had to go over to Harvey Elliott and help him stretch it out before he could p- get picked up off the floor by other players. Uh, he was sensational again, bits of quality. Um, I, I, once again, everything majors. So I, I want to say it's like extra time there's a ball that comes out from a from a corner and the technique that he does a ball to I think it's for Jaden Dan's yeah, header yeah. and the ball out of Virgil van Dijk is mm. unbelievable um, but once again he was a player who just didn't hide it was when we had to dig deep and we hadn't had the ball and we'd conceded some chances it was give me the ball and I'll keep hold of it and I'll recycle it um, and a thing that I loved about Jaden Dan sorry I, I've just mentioned him was Harvey Elliott has a brilliant chance uh, and he, he creates something down the, the right hand side in extra time and he's off the pitch and he can't get up. He just can't get up. And they try and counter down that left-hand side where Harvey Elliott's gone. Goalkeeper rolls it out to their left-back and Jaden Dans looks at Harvey Elliott who's, who's struggling to get up off the turf and sprints 60 yards back to go and put a block in. Yeah. And um, it just goes to show that everyone gave everything on the night, but yeah, Harvey Elliott just runs himself into the well, ground. Also, after this last week, I'm not having that Harvey Elliott's a better sub. He's just better from 60 onwards. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 it makes sense. Uh, let's do some more on Jaden Dans then. Um, Chris Pajak, he, like, I've said it on a couple of shows now, I had no idea who he was a week ago. Um, and now I 
think he's the future of football. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jürgen's the same, mate. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Absolutely. It's like Jürgen doesn't really notice you unless you cross the six-foot threshold. It's like he looks over. or He's got a fence installed around all the under-21 pitches, and until he can see your head stick up, he's got no interest in bringing it's you into it's, the first It's team. you and the frigging concourse of a football match. <laughs> like, I've spotted you for miles, and I'm like, well, I have to walk up to you. I'm like, Paul, I'm down here, mate. Paul, if I you text me with Paul down, look down. <laughs> oh right, sorry, mate. Yeah. Literally right here, mate. I think what Jürgen does is he, he's obviously just got some six foot doors, and if you can, you know, if you bang your head, he'll notice you yeah, yeah. going into the action and stuff. Yeah, but it's like it's got like a a, 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 a reader on it, and it, uh, it put like a DNA reader. Oh right, sounds such and such has crossed that threshold. Get him into the uh, get him into the first team he's, training. He's got some of the old. Um, Ride measuring things from Alton Towers in the actual like it's, no not yet mate go on come back in a few months and yeah. we'll measure it again yeah, you see must, if we can you get us first to train <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dan's was superb again wasn't he I think is it Virgil van Dijk after the ball from Harvey Elliott who gets the Nodded ball across, across. Yeah. to, yeah, to yeah, Dan's yeah. and stuff there as well. yeah. first thing he does on the football field I think is cut inside yeah. and get a shot off as well um, he's just and it, it, that pass at Luton um, that leads to one of the goals at Luton, like really that's good. that's yeah. something else. That's that I learnt more about him with that one pass than anything else I've seen in his thirty-four minutes of uh, action so far. <laughs> the body swerve in the build-up to the Luton goal, yeah, yeah. Was, was was brilliant and a, a great through ball as well. Mm. And you got that moment. I remember watching it in front of me going. Oh, Harvey Elliott! If that again, if that's another player, Harvey Elliott might let him shoot there but Elliot knows he needs to score more goals so he's no way he's leaving that to anyone but, but himself but now I, uh, I yeah Jaden Dan's wow scout, another scouse kid uh, getting a chance yeah, obviously you, you can't get ahead of yourselves of course like but I have thrown £100 on him for a Ballon d'Or in three years <laughs> and, um, it's just, it is mad isn't it the, the, the conveyor belt of talent that would just it seems to have no end yeah, well, at the moment just coming out well, of the academy he's still not got a card on the board in the in the Red Men studio and you know we, we've we seen Naomi's been on the bench a few times Kay Gordon's played first team football Kay Gordon's not even in the matchday squad you know and, and this, this, this lad's come through to come through as a striker as well we never do that mm. like I can't think of you know I know like Voltman had a little go, didn't he? And we've had um, Paul Glatzel had a little look in here and there, uh, uh, right on the on the fringes, Dan. But mm-hmm. I can't think of <clears throat> many young centre forwards that have had a go in Liverpool's in Liverpool's eleven. We got we got plenty of like tens and plenty yeah. of wingers and plenty of diminutive central midfielders. But I can't. Many people might be able to <laughs> put me right on a few it's, in the comments. Owen's the last one to make it into. Yeah, that. not in recent times. I'm thinking Owen, obviously. Yeah, that's all quite quite a while. He obviously fouled yeah. up sort of before that again. But Leighton Stewart in the round it a little yeah. bit, I'd say. But Oakley Cannonier, maybe he could be the next one. He's had injury problems. Who's, who's, who had our youngest goal score record? Ben Jerome Sinclair. Would ben. Yeah, Jerome Sinclair. Jerome Sinclair as well. Yeah. Wow, there is a throwback. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, no, that but was probably 10, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, went to Watford for a bit, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rian Booster was one who very nearly, we yeah. all thought, could be the next big thing, but obviously that didn't work out for whatever reason as well. But yeah, Jaden Dans, listen, we can't get too carried away, um, but he is incredible. Um, and I've really enjoyed watching him, not only for the first team, I've seen a lot of him at the academy. And he, he has, he's burst onto the scene, is how I describe it. I think there's a lot thought of him prior to this season, but 
coupled with a growth spur, he's developed rapidly this yeah. year, rapidly, and he's become a really complete centre forward. He's become a centre forward in the mould of what Liverpool like as well. He's obviously got a lot of goals to his game as well, but he's got so much more than that as well. He links up play brilliantly. He works really well in tandem with the wingers either side of him as well, which is why now he feels tailor-made for being in and around this Liverpool squad. And it's going to be fascinating to see what happens sort of heading into the summer next season with him, if Liverpool want to keep him around or whether we look to loan him out. But he feels very much, like I say, very much ready for some first-team action, I'd say. And I'm glad we're seeing him now. So just something Dan said there, he just said he feels tailor-made. Is it fair to say, Paul, that they all feel tailor-made? Yeah, 100%. And isn't that the whole point of Klopp and what he's done? Yes. Yeah. And this is it, you know, so he's 18 and a bunch of those, you know, a bunch of lads, 18, 19, you know, you, when you hear Liverpool kids talk about being at the club, they talk about, I've been at the club since I was 10 years old. Well, that means they've been, a, lot of, a lot of these lads have been there for the entirety of Klopp's, you know, run. You know, when Liverpool, under Brendan Rodgers, they'd start to make change. Obviously, Alex Inglethorpe, his prominence rises in that time. So it's been, it was the seeds were sown, going back to even like Rafa in terms of, you know, or who lays the one who puts the academy in place. But actually, <laughs> you know, Jürgen Klopp is where <laughs> you have got a, a big overriding vision for how the football club is going to play. <laughs> and then that filters all the way down the age group. So yeah, you know, this is it. I remember being and there. becomes in the Yeah, and, and exactly then when you now, yeah, now that Klopp's got closer eyes and the more you're reaping the benefits and people scoffed. They did, you know, a 50 million pound on a training centre when we needed a centre-back. You know, and, you know, and but it's, this is the beauty of of long term planning and long term faith. Very hard to have that because football fans were all uh, such immediacy we require. And I think mm. the twenty four hour news cycle, Twitter, Sky Sports News, the generation before that means we're all craving constant, constant, constant to have the again to have the the bottle to to actually spread that out. This is what happens when you do that, you know. And you look at all these other football clubs who have got young talent coming through. Everton have been bringing young talent through for years. It's got them nowhere because they've got no wider vision. Manchester United have been bringing good talent through for years, and but they get they're bringing the wrong talent through and they're, they're mishandling them on the way. We just basically had, you know, what seven odd, you know, academy players involved in a in a football match yeah. twice in a week, yeah. and they all, no one, no one, it's not even like no one disgraced themselves. No one even put in an average performance. They all put in. We we did the player ratings last night, Dan. It, they were all sevens minimum, yeah. you know, and then sevens and, and more. Beyond, yeah, yeah. Put, just just on got a ten. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just For on you. That. Yeah, even for me, yeah. Wow. And from John, more surprisingly. Just on that was, as well. We did, we did bully we him had him into it. Imagine being at the academy. Say you weren't involved in that yesterday. Imagine being part of the academy now. You might not even have a look in yet. You might be 15, 14 even, and seeing what those lads have been able to achieve, be part of that yesterday. That must give you such hope and aspiration for the future that you are in the right place. Your talent is getting nurtured in such a way that when you come of age and when you are ready, you will get a chance. And we know Jürgen Klopp leaving, but we hope and pray that whoever comes in to do the job will sort of carry on the mantle from there. But if you're watching on as a 15-year-old at Liverpool now, seeing what somebody a year, two years older than you is doing, that must give you such hope and such a boost about what's going on. Even 16-year-olds are applying the trade in other football clubs. That when Liverpool comes calling yeah, for you at that age, yeah. which a few of them were brought in at 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. years yeah, old, yeah. the lads there, a lot you of know, them. Um, yeah. in Collins is probably there since he was eight, I think, and yeah. everybody else is sort of. Uh, Harvey Elliott's a classic example of someone who's 16 and been brought in. That bodes well for us in in the market for those players anyway. Yeah, and that 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 line of progression 
because we, you know, we we used to go to the academy a bit in the earlier days of Redmen. Funny enough, you talk about Jerome Sinclair. I actually interviewed him at the academy years and years ago. It was around the time of that West Brom game when we famously played a bunch of like kids uh, in that one under Brendan Rodgers, the Nuri Sahin, um, Sam and Yessel game, as it were. Um, there's, like, there's one for you. Um, <laughs> but they used to be the 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 they put the graduates prominently, but the Liverpool graduates are so obvious. It was like yeah. Owen and Fowler and Gerrard and and, and Carragher, you know, and, and then well, and and then Sterling was like the most recent one to that point. And now obviously we know Trent and Curtis have followed, but this is the thing now. All of a sudden it feels like we there was a barren patch there. Like Gerrard was was it. And then it was like the line of succession stopped with Steven Gerrard and we couldn't get anyone as much as, you know, we'd have UJ Spearings, obviously sound, decent level footballer, but never going to be one that really drew Liverpool mm. on and made himself a long-term Liverpool player. But now, you know, we've got a bunch of footballers who, at worst, are capable of coming into football matches and holding their own. Mm. Um, and if then that's all they are, then that's magic because we've got two stars in, in Trent and Curtis already. If another one or two emerges beyond that, Jesus Christ. Like, that's, yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't back beyond. against another few. I mean, Kwanzaa looks nailed on, doesn't he? But Jettich, if you can put his injury problems behind yeah. him, and that's not really mentioning some of the lads that really did perform yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 100, 100%. It's, um, exciting times. Very, yeah, very, very exciting. They need, like, uh, the equivalent of the goalkeeper mural for academy graduates, don't they? Yeah, good Do you know what I mean? Like someone who, who's won a trophy or got into the first yeah. team or something yeah. like that. And just done that. Just to drive them every day. Yeah. I know I bang the drum back at the academy a lot because I go to a lot of the games, but there are some lads in the academy we haven't even seen yet. And I haven't even heard of. Jaden Dans is a classic example. There's three weeks ago, nobody was talking about him. There's some who aren't sort of made that step up who are also extremely, extremely talented and are a million miles away from doing exactly what some of these other ones have done. There really is a lot going on there. It's funny how... the the quantum one we've almost like taken him for granted now. Yeah. He's just a first team footballer all of a sudden. You know, we brought him on at half time in extra time in a cup final on a knife edge of a football game. We just swapped out this this graduate who was playing League Two football, League One football last League season. One last season. League yeah. One football last season for a lad for a French international and went, yeah, fine. And Nobody then, better than I and then passed the ball to him under the most extreme of circumstances, yeah. straight from the kickoff when he dealt. Yeah, just dominate the attack. That was the best kickoff we've had all season. See you yeah. Later. Yeah. It's funny because I was speaking to Mike Yates, who uh, he, he wrote a book about his time as a Liverpool player, going up with Michael Owen and Carrigan and what have you. As he did his book launch back in back in the day, um, but I bumped into not seen him for years. Covering one of the warm ups for the Legends game a couple of years ago. This must be. It's probably been three years since I did one of the Legends games properly. So it was, it was at, it was at the, the, the again a Kirby, and they were warm, and he was just one of the coaches helping out, and he <laughs> came over to low, and he said, and we were talking about, oh, you know, probably like Trent and Curtis and what have you, and he was like, yeah, but like you want to see the the next lot coming through, and I'm being like, yeah, 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 you know, oh yeah, I'm sure everyone says that, and he was like, like my God, you want to see this crop, and, and it's one of those things that kind of took it, I took it, and was okay, yeah, fine, never really thought anything to do with it but I, I was watching that game yesterday and I was like that's prob this is probably that crop that he was talking about I've just like yeah absolute bunch of brilliant footballers um, one little comment before we get back to it uh, a super chat here from Old Cozy do you think moments like this might cha change Jürgen's <laughs> mind on staying no uh, unfortunately no. not no no I'd love if it was the case but it's not yeah. Chris not just the carnival. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's until we get the director of football and the next manager, you know, confirmed this is going to be a door that remains open in people's minds. And particularly because I saw a number of like the journos writing things along those lines of like, maybe even Paul Ghost was like, Come on, Jürgen, you must have a little, have another little think about this because look what you've got. And, you know, you must be looking at it. Because I genuinely thought, because of how good the team had started and how invigorated it was, I genuinely thought he'll sign, he'll sign an extension here because mm. he'll just see and go, I want to I be with this team. I want to I want to carry it on. But anyway, let's not get I, too l- down. L- I think if I was in charge of Liverpool Football Club, <laughs> it wouldn't be as well run, obviously. <laughs> but there would be an offer on the table there for Jürgen that involved no press <coughs> conferences whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Um, that. <laughs> probably no Carabao Cup management uh, at all. I'd probably throw the FA Cup in for him as well. Yeah. He just managed Premier League and European games mm. for me, and definitely no press conferences, uh, um, no sponsorship work, any of that type of stuff. If you want to do your head in your sound mate, I'm fine with that. You can do your sponsorships, um, but there's going to be no pressure from my, just my that, end. That thing of like to do a hotels where like they slide the bill under the door like every morning. Yeah, mm. comes in and there's a contract on the floor of his office, and just round the corner, just like Billy Hogan, just like picking his head around the corner, going. And, 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 oh. Oh, right, a bit like um, Wiley Coyote putting like lead pellets in the bed seeds. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just oh, as he's as he's done it, you know, like doing random things like so, like kids signing autographs outside the hotel on the Saturday morning and Billy Unfairly. Owens <laughs> got his hood up. <laughs> oh yeah, can I have a signature, please? And he's going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we got um, yeah, like we got Joel to do one here, Romelu Lukaku outside Goodison Park oh, that God, one time. Yeah. Um, anywho, um. Virgil and Kelleher. I mean, Kelleher, Chloe, is that his best game for Liverpool? Yeah, easily. Um, And you know what? It's mad because he's had so much criticism this season. And even in recent games, you know, I think he's been improving a lot. He's made himself bigger, but um, like there's still been some doubts and, and, and things. And, he comes in and he does his best Alison Becker impression that yeah. I have ever seen. He the amount of one on one saves, the reaction he saves where he's got a split second, um, and you know I, I go to that Brentford one where he doesn't deserve to concede a goal because the first one that he saves before the rebound to Tony yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. He makes a brilliant save from Tony in that same game later on with the header, and you've seen moments of these, and it goes to show that confidence is everything. Rhythm is everything. This is a lad that you hadn't seen in ages because we were in Champions League uh, football and, you know, we weren't great last year, so we weren't in any of the Cups for long enough. Um, And when you actually give him a little uh, bit of games in in a row and rhythm, he is sensational. And it went from me thinking... He might not be the best number two in the world to, oh, he's, he's the best number two in the world instantly, just like that. Uh, he deserves all the plaudits. And look, this is massive for him, but it's also massive for us because Alison Becker is out until after the international break. And it, there is some massive games in there, including Manchester City. So we need Kelleher at his top. Uh, and if he performs like that week in, week out, my word, it's, it's ridiculous. You said in the car after performances like that, you think to yourself, how can you let him go next? season yeah. like it's he, he, he was superb he won Liverpool that game of football yeah it's, it's yeah, amazing Premier League goalkeepers Alisson Edison Vicario Kelleher go ahead why not I mean 
I'm out. Look, I, you're not going to get an argument from me on this one. Not today. Come on, Dad. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's funny because I think the point made earlier there on him, I think we were saying, without a doubt, with our full chests two years ago, that he was undoubtedly the se- the best yeah. secondary goalie in the Premier League. Mm. And then last season happens, and you're right, he just doesn't get to play enough yeah. football. And mm. then I think there's a knock-on impact, therefore, when he starts this season and he's not is in rhythm with with it all. He's played, in fact, I, I got the stats up, he's played a ridiculous amount of football for us this year. I'll tell you exactly what it is now. He's made 16 appearances for us this season. Like 16 for your second choice goalie. And this is, you know, I talked about on the play ratings show yesterday about like reaping what you sow. This is what happens when you give the support to your backup goalkeeper and give him that trust because you can't, you'll never know. You know, it's all well and good giving kids like five minutes at the end of football matches or giving them dead rubbers in 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 league cups or you know with second halves and, and all that kind of stuff. So nah, you're our man. So that when you they are then called upon, they don't feel like they've won a prize mm. or they are there because you've got no <clears throat> choice. They actually feel like they've earned the right to be mm. there. And that was the one for me for Kelleher is we could easily have given the 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 the, the Europa League to Allison this season. And I don't think anyone would have thought of it that way because we go second choice goalies in teams to get the, the second tier competitions. But it's effectively the Champions League for how Liverpool are performing. Alisson plays all the Champions League games, then plays all the league games, plays the FA Cup games as well. And Kelleher normally gets the league cup and that's it. Mm. And we've given him all of this. Um, and that was, the, yeah, for me, it was his best performance in, in, as, as a mile. But it, it's been coming as well. He, yeah. He's been getting better and better each week, hasn't he? That he's, you know, Chloe talks about the rhythm that he's been in. He was shaky at the start of the season um, for me when he was called upon, but now he just looks ready. He looks bigger. He, yeah. he just looks bigger in, mm. in the goal and stuff, doesn't he? And I think I had him down as my third pen taker yesterday as well. <laughs> 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 like, no, I'd Van Dijk, I had Tim Acosta, I Kelleher. Yeah. He hasn't let me down. Yeah. Um, he, was going, he was going straight at me top five. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe, I still can't wrap my head around every time I've looked at the score. I was Because the game finished and I was typing, I did my video, I was typing the title out. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do we do when, after extra time? And what do we do with this and that? And I was like, oh no, we just won, <laughs> didn't we? Like we didn't go to pens. It wasn't Liverpool, Chelsea nil nil. X after after pens. No, we we just won the game of football and we won it because um, Dan Virgil Van Dijk yeah. wanted to win that cup and he wanted to win the trophy. Yeah, he wasn't to be denied, was he? They tried the best, they tried the level best to stop him, but um, yeah, he uh, he overcame that. He was incredible. We we touched on it so much yesterday about how he led from the front. And obviously, defensively, he was imperious. Like it was Virgil Van Dijk and some for me yesterday. Was on steads essentially. Just you know, we we spend a lot of time praising him, rightfully so. I don't think we get much better than that from Virgil Van Dijk's perspective. Just anything that came his way, he just he was imperious. He was Rolls Royce esque, and it's the manner of which he clears balls as well. Sometimes, every now and then, don't go wrong. It's a rose head job, but every now and sometimes it's also like I don't need to just welly this. I can just play our, ourselves out of trouble. I can head it in the direction of a play, and I can get us on the front foot that way. Just every time he went near him, he won his challenges. He was shrugging people off left, right, and centre. His use of the ball as ever was exceptional. The diagonals to either side, just, yeah, incredible. Obviously, you know, getting the winning goal as well. But it's the leadership, and I think he's really come into his own in recent weeks. We've about Kelleher getting better, and I think Virgil van Dijk is definitely the epitome of what a captain is, sort of growing into the role. And I, I've been one of the first to say, I had my reservations about Virgil van Dijk, the captain, right at the start of the season. I thought, have we given it to him? Because A, he's really experienced, and B, he's boss. 
and I get that, but we haven't. There's so much more to it than that. And I think in this little spell of adversity, when he's seen key players falling by the wayside, the, the talisman of this team have gone. He's looked at that situation and gone, okay, I've been brilliant, but I need to go up a level or two and really drag us through. We've seen it with a goal in midweek against Luton. We've seen it with both goals yesterday, essentially. He has been absolutely phenomenal. And yesterday... I struggle to see sort of a better all-round centre half performance this season for me. It was just incredible. He just, yeah, he, he has. It's the stepping up thing, you know. He's looked at that and gone. And I, you know, the cop leaving thing as well is obviously, you know, it's taken him aback a little bit. And he's then, he's now almost like the de facto spokesperson for Liverpool now. You know, he's the captain, and he talks about himself being the captain quite a lot lately as well. Mm. You know, he had to go out, come out, go on record of, to reiterate how much he loves being at the club, how much he, how much he wants to be there, how much pride he's taking in. And I just look at it, and I, he's there. So you know, he's thirty-two. He, there's not a football club on earth that still wouldn't take him. So he could, he could conceivably go. You know what? I've, I've done a lot here. I've even led the side. I've, I've lifted trophies myself. I could go. I could go and move on. But I just think he looks around and goes. These are my last years. I'm settled. I'm happy. I've got some great mates in the squad. Look how good the players are around me. I've got to think of a team that's going to facilitate me. Just now, it's legacy stuff. How many more trophies can I win? How do I cement myself? Because you know, I've been on random shows on random channels a lot this year, and the Virgil Van Dijk centre half comparison things come up, and I've been taken aback by how fans of other clubs are going out of their way, not almost to blindly, you know disagree with me on how good Virgil van Dijk is um, he, you know a couple more you know if he gets a Premier League title then he starts to get you know to really get positioned above there a few more bits of silverware he'll be he'll eventually have that photo with every trophy that he's won in front of him and it's going to be a fucking impressive one and he'll have had a massive hand he won't have been a passenger at any point he'll have been the guy who, who led us there so yeah the, the, the perfect Liverpool captain for this side and I honestly didn't think I'd be saying that last summer amazing Amazing football. I, I, honestly, like we we've had a we had an unbelievable captain before Virgil Van Dijk, but it's not since Steven Gerrard where we've had a captain pull us over the line in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I, I I don't know whether I'm right in saying this or not, but like for one, because of the way Jordan Henderson captained Liverpool Football Club, I think a lot of people look back on Steven Gerrard as as a captain with a different sort of lens on. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that Steven Gerrard did was drag us over in yeah. games. And, you know, for all the vocal leader, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and Gerrard did it by example, you forget what doing it by example can do and inspire in the players around you. And and so now it's not only making, you know, I, I, you know, we look at Virgil van Dijk in a different light, but it's, rem- it's remembering all those feelings about Steven Gerrard. He's yeah. made Steven Gerrard a better captain in my head again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is you fantastic yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm remembering well, it in a different way, how I felt at the time. It's a great point because we were, you know, when he was getting stick, we were, you know, Effusely behind Jordan Henderson as a captain because you could see what he, his leadership qualities. He was a much better man manager on the pitch than Steven Gerrard was. Yeah. I think he he ticked the boxes of captaincy of what you require from a captain. I think across the board better than Gerrard, but agreed. And and the greatest comparison for me is the Barcelona game. Like Jordan Henderson, you know he gets painkilling injections. Like get me back out on the pitch, whatever it takes. He doesn't score any of the goals, but you know the the opening goal is all him. It's all determination. It's Jordan Henderson forcing the save out of Ter Stegen, which Divock Origi turns over the line. But then I know it's not a final, but but then you look at Istanbul. 
Gerard scores the best header you've ever seen in a European Cup final from the edge of the 18-yard box across the goal into the top into the top corner, and then does all the blade of grass stuff on top of it, dives to win the penalty, all that kind of stuff. And that's it. You're right, Gerard is a picture book. I think you know FA Cup that goal, and I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a better struck goal than the FA Cup final one from Gerard. And yeah, Van Dijk seems to be marrying all of that kind of stuff up. Like yeah, brilliant. Long way, long long way that continue. Before we take a break. Um, we had, we do this and I love to do this whenever there's been a big Liverpool win. But what have your favourite bits of post match content been, Chloe? Oh, um, Connor Bradley saying that Virgil Van Dyke's headers were fucking oh <laughs> brilliant. They were just brilliant. Yeah. Really good. I think I we really might. Enjoyed. I think I might be able to get that clip. Oh, okay, that. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, there's one. loads of them. I, I don't want to say them all because you're going to ask the same questions and you will have them. Uh, but yeah, that one was the one that I watched just before coming on let the show. Let me see if I can class. get this one up now. Skip uh, Virgil's the two headers that he did score were, were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Self-editing there. <laughs> <laughs> Walk on brilliant. Um, yeah, love that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to stick with Connor Badley and his Instagram. Um, it's, it's just, it's incredible. It's shit out of at its absolute peak. Um, all the photos of him with the trophy and celebrating with a medal and in the game, he chose to lead with front and centre of his Instagram post. He had like four or five pictures, but the one which he chose to put first in this particular row was the one of him fronting Ben Chilwell. Um, and he just with a caption, I think it was special day, the oh. caption. Um, just incredible stuff from young Connor. Absolutely love to see it. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic stuff from Conor Bradley. Page, um, I think Jurgen Klopp leaving the line during oh, the will never walk alone and like basically doing what half the main stand do and yep. forget that we carry on for a little bit longer yeah. and he, he sort of starts to do his fish bumps and was like try to sort of throw it into a you'll never walk alone and <sighs> um, was, pro- was probably it for me. Like, and, We never and- got the fish bumps after that though. He didn't do that. He didn't do them after. He didn't later on. After the, yeah, he did them. He did them in a different bit. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, you'll never walk alone. Was special. It was, it was and and that's the thing. Am, am I right in saying this? I, I hope I am. He's not done that in a final with the team before, has he? He's done it in the Barcelona. The Barcelona game's the only one I can really. And West Brom. I don't know. I do, I, I don't know. Champions. And West Brom. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think he's done it in a final before. Yeah, I don't know. Not that the things are bad, that. I think so. Yeah, no. They always get right. he always gets them all together. They like the Champions League final, they're all they all go in a big in a big huddle So, so that, quite that the same for me was a though. moment like that it was just a, yeah, yeah. wow. We'll yeah. always have that. I'm mm. I'm sorry, I am gonna put I mean, another suggestion of Darwin Nunes literally lobbing himself over like three barricades, nearly lobbing Curtis Jones down a set of stairs, saw a slide chasing after him in these ridiculous fucking shoes. They are vile. All that. comments on that, they were brilliant. I need to speak to the medical department because look 100% to me. Yeah. And also, can I also throw in the, in the, um, the Klopp thinking the game Tuesday? Yeah. Oh my god! When the, yeah. the, the, the interview he goes, yeah, goes. Uh, so you're ready for the game Tuesday? He goes, 
Tuesday, his heart absolutely falls out of his ass. Yeah, we did exactly the same in the yeah. car. She was playing, oh, Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's so many, though, isn't there? Because there's obviously, yeah. the, is it the TKL video or whatever, where it's from behind Klopp and yeah. all that yeah. type of stuff? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So the, that, Content that, rich. that up there, it always is with the best, aren't we? The, mm. That that video, about this two there we go. I've got the uh, I've got the Darwin Nunes, um, Dominic Sabozlai <laughs> clip from Sky Sports. Curtis nearly goes. Curtis nearly goes. So, <laughs> no. Get out, way. out of my way. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. Vaulted Whoop. Whoop. twice. <laughs> Two dub- double vaults and then onto the pitch. Someone... And then beaches there. Dom, there you go. Absolutely amazing Someone stuff. Someone put on a Match Twitter fit. that Darwin, like, I don't know where he said he was from, but he said that Darwin Nunes is more scouse than the 11 and he's from Liverpool and that is literally the scousest thing he could have possibly ever done. Yeah. Uh, I haven't <laughs> seen behaviour like that since that kid got on the end of all the photos in Istanbul. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, that's up there. I'm not... I saw behaviour like that in the uh, turnstiles yesterday before the game. <laughs> Not from Chris Page. Um, the um, you couldn't get over if you wanted to. Oh, chance. <laughs> Barely get through them. Breathe in. I'm going to go. I'm going to bunk in and get stuck like Homer Simpson at the water park. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is right up there. I just the the. Just the madness so of those players, the desperation to get out there and be involved with it all. And then when you see, it was the litany of injuries. So, like, obviously, Gavin Birch is there with his boot on, his crutches in the air. Trent's got his full knee brace on. Every The walking wounded that we've got going around the place, um, amazing. The one for me, you touched on it, is uh, the video uh, that initially came out of behind Jürgen Klopp. And it's like, it looks up and it's injury time. And you can see the oh, it's extra time. You can see the clock and see the fans. You can see the benches. And then like, he Costas, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's just having a good time. With it, you know? And then Costas takes the corner. But then someone put the Rocky music to it. And oh, my God, it's like a minute and a half long. and Because that song has got some build to it. And there's a little part where I'm going, as the director in me is going, that's a lot of time for one fixed shot but so much happens and it then goes on for so long that every time you think all right i think i've seen it all someone else comes into shot and has a little hug or clop turns and does something it is absolute art and let's not forget the lad who uh, absolutely had enzo fernandez off Oh, the bells. Oh, my God. Oh, you'll see that. We're going to see live reactions here. Yeah. Oh, get it on. I won't tell you. Get, get it on. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, get it on. It's a good oh, point. It's this, this unbelievable. is this level, like, oh. first class. I mean, first quality. class. I looked through your likes yesterday because obviously I, I was yeah. driving, so I was, I was just like, favourite that for me. I watched that when I got home. Um, so there's, it's quite a way down, to be honest, Chloe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's been a lot uh, of it's content worth it. since it's top then. End stuff. I mean, whilst you're looking for it, I'll tell you another one. You're pure fun, too. Three Little Birds at full time was incredible. Mm. Uh, and I know we play at Anfield a lot, but our entire away end is full. It's as empty as hell. And not a word or a beat of Three Little Birds is missed. And I wish I could genuinely show everyone it, but uh, YouTube would copyright us all, uh, so we can't. Mm. But it is unbelievable. Just... The travelling cop in full voice was yeah. ridiculous. That song, that's that's the the song of Jurgen Klopp's time at Liverpool. I know LA, LA, LA will be will be it really. But we think back at the Europa League. Run. LA things that I like. Just uh, too many. Doing Enzo, yeah, the Europa, the run to the Europa League final, and ultimately being in Basel for the 
Europa League and Cops first season, three little birds is the one. Mm. And it was great last season when we were playing Ajax, they, Ajax, they played yeah. it at half time because it's obviously very, a very, I, you know, I can't imagine why it's a Dutch associated song. But That's they, strange, they really. um, but <laughs> they, Sorry, everyone. Oh, Can I just throw in the academy picture as well before we come on to this? I thought that was boss getting oh, all the yeah. actors yeah, together. I thought that was it. But... It's not on it. That was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Might have been too far away in this clutch. It's taking too long to get there. Just take it. Right. Do we need. Uh, Here we go. You need, you need your microphone near It's brilliant. Does it need to be loud? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm ready for this. It's what is said. Go, go back to the if you want. I'd go but back. But it's fine. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't see it though, Paul. It wasn't. It wasn't it's coming through. Have to watch it oh, let's do it again. The laugh after him. Awesome. Love that. What are you gonna do? What are you? I love that. That's the laugh of like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, brilliant, absolutely magic. Um, yes, uh, and the fun times don't stop there. Uh, we have decided because of that stellar victory from Jürgen's kids um, to extend our half price offer on RedmanPlus.com. If you get go to RedmanPlus.com, uh, you can get half price a year of Redmen Plus 50% off use the code final F-I-N-A-L um, yes if we're going to extend that and if you buy that now you're going to get us winning the league us going to Dublin and us winning the FA Cup as part of your subscription because you'll have bought it for a year and us winning the League Cup next year as well yeah. and the Super Cup and, yeah. and the Community Shield yeah absolutely Fill your boots. Fill your boots. <laughs> Half price. We've extended it till the end of the month. So get go and get involved with all of that. Right. Very brief break. And then somehow we're going to talk about Southampton very much after the Lord Mayor show. Every single month for our legend subscribers on RedmenPlus.com, we have an incredible prize draw. Great prizes to be won. This month's is no exception. It is a signed 08 09 away shirt signed by none other than Mr. Daniel Agger. Yes, Danny Agger signed shirts. You just need to sign up at RedmenPlus.com as a legend subscriber and you will be in with a chance to win this incredible prize. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, yes, an amazing prize for everyone who joins up as a legend. Just to clarify, that's two different offers, so you can't get 50% off your legendary status, but you can get access to all the content for half price if you use the final code. And for those of you who wish to upgrade to legendary status, you'll be entered into the prize draw for boss stuff each and every month, just like that signed shirt that Chris Payjack was so expertly flapping about. I still <laughs> cannot get over the fact that you used the expression sucked off on a podcast, and it wasn't... I mean, all the meant. No, like, never cease to amaze me. Yeah, never cease to Honestly, surprise. Honestly, if and I was amaze. in that dressing room, there'd be a lot of sucking <laughs> off that was going on last night. Paul. One kiss, <laughs> to say the very least. Um, right, Southampton midweek. Um, Jurgen Klopp, Dan, is very, very keen at all times to stress this whole one game at a time, one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, but even he was like. Ah, I've got no idea, you know, and and it, it will take, you know, most of the lads will probably have recovery today. They might have a little bit of a, a little bit of break. Certainly, the ones who went the full one hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, Diaz had a problem. Elliot had a problem. Endo left in a boot. Um, obviously, grabbing not of a car, not of a car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Then it's, he grab up bad. It is genuinely <laughs> wild that both your brains went there at the same time. Okay, yeah. sounds, sounds, sounds. There's yeah. a lot about us. Check, yeah, check for duct tape. Um, the um, so yeah, the ones who went deep, you can't see a well where they're going to be involved in that. There's obviously a lot of young players we've seen. You imagine we're going to be regardless. But if we thought the pickings were slim for the games yeah. last week, this is going to be something else because. I know it's one game at a time, one game at a time, but also Jürgen knows what he can and can't do. And as much as he will never admit, I don't think that the Nottingham Forest game is more important. The Nottingham Forest game is infinitely more important. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna prove to quite a difficult challenge as well. I imagine the City Ground is not an easy place to go, as we found out to our cost last season. So I mean yes. that will definitely take preference and definitely be the priority this week. There's no two ways about that. But obviously the FA Cup is a thing within itself, and that's quite a carrot. And obviously we all talk about quadruple and treble hopes and winning more silver. We know how special that is. Hopefully, yesterday can be a springboard for what's to come. We want to rack up as many trophies as we possibly can. So the FA Cup we've got massive importance in sort of my life right now but um, also also, I guess the the beauty or the biggest incentive rather from this game in midweek is the fact that it pushes the Everton game back a few weeks as well which is a massive thing yes. right now when you consider our injury list and stuff like that so that within itself has to hold a little bit of credence a little bit of precedence so it's a really interesting one but ultimately I think it will be who can go again who have I got at my disposal to actually go again I think there's Sabozla and Nunes and maybe Salah availability is interesting not so much for midweek but for the weekend, does that impact what he can and can't do against Southampton? Mm. Perhaps there's another caveat to throw into the mix of the Southampton game, which we won't come to just yet. We'll touch on it later. But it is a little bit of a case of who can. Like Cody Gappo comes off in the game. McAllister comes off yep. in the game. Obviously, Harvey Elliott goes the whole distance, so maybe not him. Probably not with Taro Endo. Obviously, Canate. Quanto only plays a little bit. Conor Bradley comes off. Simicast is definitely an option. So there are options. In and around it, but I do also envisage it'll be quite Bobby Clark, James McConnell heavy. Yeah, it's um, actually before we jump into other people's Dan, something that you highlighted. There is the, the added wrinkle of the Youth Cup as well. Yeah, there is. And listen, 
the priority at Liverpool Football Club will be the first team in the FA Cup game, of course it will. But Liverpool play in the FA Youth Cup on Thursday night where Leeds United, Ellen Road, I'm going to that game. And as much as the first team is definitely going to be the main focus, there is a little bit of me that thinks, will they not play a Jaden Dans, a Trey and Yoni? Because I've seen people sort of putting them into their nailed-on starting 11 predictions for this week. Mm-hmm. And if they play midweek against Southampton, they almost certainly won't play at Leeds. And to want to win the FA Cup game of course but they're also going to want to win the FA Youth Cup because that's a big thing for a football club to go and do so I do wonder if they can bend and flex a little bit maybe they'll change things around a little bit and Lewis Kumas might be the prime example of this because we haven't seen him from the bench yet for Liverpool he's been on a couple of benches now and he was kind of there in place of Kate Gordon yesterday mm-hmm. now if you just swap them two that's simple because Lewis Kumas can play for the under 18 still Kate Gordon can't yes. so I wonder whether that comes into the thinking ever so slightly and if there is a world whereby you don't need to use Jaden Dans because We've seen what he did in the first team. Imagine him playing under 18 football, yeah. which he very much can still do. So I do wonder whether that is part and parcel of what they have to consider over the next couple of days. Yeah, I think you're right in that. I don't think, I think Liverpool would. You're going to sacrifice. It, it, in no way does that get in the way of trying to win oh, of an FA Cup game, I don't think. But it is interesting to, to, to know that that sort of will be at the back of someone's, someone's mind, certainly in that. Um, the added addition to this, Chris, is that there's less players available to play, but I think more players will want to play because of the back of that. I mean, again, look at we looked at Tom Sabozlai and, and, and Darwin Nunes. They'll get they'll be getting told Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest. But there's no way, having sat through that, they're not going to desperately want to be back on the pitch sooner rather than later. Listen, it's it's massively important, but for me, the biggest thing that my gripe at the moment, I suppose, is like, why do we call it the fifth round proper? Because in the FA Cup... Like, the qualifying round, isn't it? But there's only four <laughs> rounds in the qualifying in, rounds. In that case, I completely agree Because you. you would then call it the quarter-final proper, but they drop the proper for the quarter-final and the semi-final, but don't for the fifth round. Yeah. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. Forget it, the team. Let's talk about in this. Case of, <laughs> in case of... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck this picking an 11 shite chat. What's going on here? Let's work out what they fucking do in this historic uh, trophy in the naming process. That is mental. I didn't know that. Yeah, you're right. Is it to do with the replay? They're all, technically, they're all called, it's all proper from quarterfinals to semifinals and final, but they just dropped the proper for the quarterfinals. It should only be when there's a there's a qualifying. Exactly, Dan, uh, this is my quandary. Yeah, because when you said it, I just assumed there would be a fifth round qualifying, but there isn't. No, no, oh, yeah, it's nonsense. I'm, I'm confused. So before the FA Cup starts, all like <laughs> the real non league, and I mean non non league yeah, clubs yeah. playing it to get to the. Yeah. To the proper version yeah, of it, which is yeah, which yeah. is I watch some of them games as well because exactly, that's yeah. how you get like your Wrexhams and no that, below and that, that. Oh, way below that. Like that, who was the team? We sponsored, who... we sponsored AFC Liverpool, <laughs> AFC in Liverpool preliminary rounds of the FA Cup. Warrington, Warrington Town got to like a decent stage of it. Yeah, they're in it at some point. Yeah, the first round qualifying is like anyone that we could half put a team in and have a go. Who was the team that I can't even actually tell you who beats so actually it's no point uh, but they've played okay. like every single game so far this season in the FA Cup well, it's, 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 it's a one of the sort of them. thing yeah, well, yeah one of the sort of things from this is often like the FA, top, FA Cup top goal scorer is somebody who plays for 
Marine to yeah. want to a better and they scored like nine in the qualifying <laughs> round and they might end up beating like you know uh, Mo Salah to the old golden boot what, what, what's with the proper pass this one well it, they always say it's the fourth round proper or the third round proper or the fifth round proper go on the FA Cup website to show Chloe be, be you don't my, care do you I've never seen it's enough that, look I, we come from an age where someone tells me something with enough behind them I'll, I'll take it at face value that's fine I believe you Okay, I really hope there's not five rounds qualifying now. You've really gone to town on that one. If Chris has got it wrong, let him know in the comments section underneath. I believe you. Um, I, look, this is all appreciated because it has delayed, unfortunately, the inevitable of we're going to have to pick uh, an 11 because I've decided. Um, Can I go first? Kelleher. <laughs> is is there any reason why Kelleher wouldn't start this game of football? Not for me. I think he's. I think he started. We were having a conversation upstairs. Is um, fear a reason? <laughs> yeah. Fear, fear, is a valid reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fear is a valid that's, reason. That's the only reason. Because yeah. otherwise, you're looking at the other two options, and with all due respect, it's Adrian who, for all intents and purposes, is is not playing football anymore. It feels like sort of training and becoming something else. Like he's a very sort of valued. But fear member of the is squad. also the reason why I'm not playing Adrian. <laughs> Because he's yeah. not playing a lot of football. He hasn't yeah. played for a long, long time. And the confidence that these young lads have who we are going to play, they'll believe, and rightly so, that they can beat Southampton and yeah. put us into the quarterfinals of the Cup. Yeah. And to give them the best chance, you give them Cueven Kelleher and goal. Yeah, I think I think it's Kelleher. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I don't, I don't think, in terms of the pecking order, I don't think you'd put Moroshek above... Adrian at this point I think Adrian's still there so it would be it would be him Mm. Um, I think the thing that's worth considering on this which I'd literally only just considered um, is whether I mean we're in fact Southampton are fourth in the championship at the moment so how much they're going to dedicate to this I don't know they're my changes they're in a dogfight to get out of that league well they are they've got results to think as well they they are they've got a good old gap down to West Brom in fifth so they look they're pretty secure. They're on sixty-seven points, and West Brom are on fifty-six. Is the so other way though, isn't it? They want automatic. Yeah, that's the problem. They are five points behind Leeds United in second in that regard. So yeah, they've got work to do if they want to. Uh, do you want to chase the automatic? Still got please? looking at that about fifty odd games left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easily called back that. They're playing Monday night before they play us. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I have this this issue I have with like teams with mad numbers of, in in them. They've got twenty every time I forget. Like I'm playing uh, Premier Manager, old school Premier Manager on like a, a handheld device that I've got, and when I try and wear it, it won't tell you how many games are left. So you've got to, you've got to do math every time I go and look at the league, and I'm like. And that times two is, and then minus two. Oh, yeah, no idea. Um, so yeah, they've got they've got a hot, hot, probably half a season left to play. Yeah, even though it's uh, nearly March. Um, yeah, it's how much they how much they dedicate, how many resources they dedicate to this. Because look, we're at Anfield, which helps. Obviously, we all know that. But we're a, we're still a scalp. You know, this is not Shrewsbury, where you know there were, there are divisions between us us and them, and then you can get by on a little bit of a luck and magic and whatever. I don't think. So let's say Keller. We all we all set with the idea of yeah. Keller in goal. Yeah. Simicas. Yeah. Simicas. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Gomez for me yeah. plays right back. Okay. Canate okay. and Quanta centre half. I would have been Quanta and Gomez centre half. I'm right back, Bradley. Bradley. I'm just Quanser at this point. I'm On his own. The other two positions. <laughs> I don't know where the other centre back comes from. Basically, I, if you play Joe Gomez right back, this is ridiculous. Oh dear, I know Chris. This. No, no, no. Oh dear I think Chris. it's very and, oh. and the reason I I would go Virgil over Canate, even though Canate comes off, 
is because I, I'm just a little bit more scared about Canate picking up an injury than Verge. I, I wonder whether, because I just don't think... But I mean, I, I think Virgil gets to do the heroic captain thing by just taking a place on the bench for this mm. one. You know, like the inspirational factor of I'm still Eddie. <clears> I don't think he'll. He, I think he will want to be involved just to be in the dressing room and help and help guide. But also, he's 32, and it's 120 minutes of football that he's just played there. I've been Canate, and he's really a cheap pro. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But yeah, I think, and I think it will come down to there'll be a. Someone will hand copper spreadsheet and say who's most able to play that, and and I think he's still he's younger, isn't he, Canate? I know he's injury prone, but like if you can't do it, then when 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 it's fair, that isn't it? It's fair. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I I think if he's asked to, Virgil will do it because it goes back to the cap, the importance of the captaincy thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I'm easy, I'm easy either way. Um, what do we have to put to I think it's most likely that it's. I think it just judging by the fact that Canate came off, it's most likely that it's Canate and Kwanzaa. More than happy with that if that's the case. Okay. <sighs> McConnell? Yes. Yeah. And Clark are in there as well. And Clark? Yeah. Who's your third midfielder? Me and Chloe were discussing this in the car on the way home, and I think Endo with both legs strapped up is fine. <laughs> <laughs> McAllister? Comes uh, off. Do you do um if Sabozlai is as ready as he makes out? No. Do you do a sixty thirty thing with those two? Possibly. Can I? But can he play sixty straight? And do the way. Do the way. Yeah. Sabozlai plays thirty. Because uh. he was saying yesterday, and listen, he was saying yeah, mm. but he said he felt like he could have played, and he was told he couldn't. Oh. Therefore, yeah, yeah. Therefore, is he possible to do thirty minutes in midweek? Yeah. You'd imagine on, so. McAllister's based on on the substitutions of it all. Is it the eighty seventh minute? Yeah. McAllister He'll comes off. So yeah, yeah. Sixty thirty will be my preference. He comes off in the eighty seventh minute. Does Dan's come on for McAllister? I thought it was the seventieth oh. minute. Uh, sorry, I, there was three we made right at the end. Dan's yeah, came be. on at eighty seven, mm. I think, didn't he? Let me. I, I you know what? Gakpo's involved in that. No, it was Gakpo. Yeah. 70 was Gakpo. Okay, we can wait this out. We, I probably should have known this before, actually, spot my mouth off. But, um, Everything just kind of went into one. It's just we could have just got away was, with that. I don't think anyone would have There was too many halves, yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too, many. <laughs> too, too, too many. Too, too, too many breaks in yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I expect two halves. That's I all I can handle. I no more, no less. <laughs> um, it's who's the magic number, yeah, and also the the, the league cup is miles down. So of course, it's going to take me a while to find that. He, he comes off. He comes off. Yeah, um, he definitely comes <laughs> off. Yeah, we can all I agree that. Much. Said it was a choice between bringing, taking Endo off and taking McAllister off in one of his post matches. Uh-huh. He decided to take McAllister off, which meant that Endo obviously stayed on. Therefore. Flip for the mid- midweek game. Yeah, and, and Endo was done. Can Endo walk? No, whatever, yeah, whether he's injured or otherwise, it feels like he isn't, but he was done. Okay, I, so I, yes. I'm fine with Endo yeah. being Thank in God. one of those suits that the humans use in Avatar for the game. Oh, yeah, like the mech, the mech thing. Fine with that. Put him yeah, in the like the, the end of it, like, like the end of Aliens. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 And he could be yeah, yeah, protecting the like, kids. I Get away from them, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking my neck on the line with McAllister and Sabozlai. Okay. 60-30. 60-30. So mean... McAllister to start. Yes. Okay, front three. Kai Gordon. Yeah, Kai yeah. Gordon on the right-hand side. Yeah, Cody Gakpo. Cody Gakpo. Left-hand side for me. 
Gabba. And centre forward Jaden Dans. That's what I was thinking. It was Bobby Clark who came on in the seventy second minute for Connor Bradley. That's what that was. Uh and Alex McAllister came off in the eighty seventh minute. Okay. Fuck you very much. Um the um yeah, so Jaden Dans centre forwards. Kate Gordon right hand side or Trey Naoni potentially. No, I think in the only I hope um it goes with the eighteens. Um, but he was on the bench if he do stuff like that. I mean, we, I suppose we, he could do both. Yeah, there's people on the yeah, yeah, that ultimately. But we can fill the bench still with somebody. I, I wonder if Darwin Nunes in around this squad. Yeah, or well from the bench perhaps. Even if they're not, they might just have to. They might just be on the bench. The yeah, we've just bench. put Virgil Van Dyke on the bench. Okay, because Andy Robertson's probably going to be. In the we bench. can put him as one of the subs and put him yeah. in the directors box, and he can yeah. run down when we need him. There's almost certainly going to be two goalkeepers. Yeah, there's five. Right, even if you, I mean, if you th- effectively think of it from that from that squad. So Ryan Gravenberch definitely won't be involved, nope. you'd say, based on what we saw there. I think it would be a stretch for Diaz and Elliot to be involved. So you're three down on your total I think they numbers. Could be on the bench. I do. I think he could be on the bench. I think yeah. Elliot's probably on the bench. I don't know, but I think Diaz is probably getting told, go and get your feet up for the week, mate, and then we'll see if it... We need, we need firepower for Forrest in a huge way, and if he's got nothing left in the tank... Um, yeah, my thing is, because I originally was thinking, do you just take the squad that you had on Sunday and then just jumble it round mm. until you've got an 11 that fits in terms of fitness levels or whatever? But we'll, we've got less players because of Gravenberg yeah. just alone. Endo, I know they're saying he might be probably all right, but I'm someone who walks out of a football match in a protective boot on a Sunday, I'm not sure plays no. in a game. No, on, did on we have Robbo and Bradley in the, on the bench there? Rob will be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we might be adding to Bosley as much as we're losing to Gravenberg. I think there's a good yeah. chance we add to Bosley. So, yeah, okay. I'd be looking to do something like that. I think you need something there because, again, this game could do with a little bit of optimism. If you've got, if you've got Virgil, Robbo, Bradley, based on what we've seen so far, and if you can get one of Sabozlai or both of Sabozlai and Nunes on the bench, yeah. then between a full, across a full 90 minutes with five substitutes available to you, yeah. You could probably muddle through. Where are we with Thiago? <laughs> Where's Stefan Bacchetta? Just saw his beautiful oh, little smile and face there, with that little... Yeah. Cl- in the injured mob and thought, oh, Stefan. I mean, I know we had set my heart on like one last... I just want one last Thiago game that I can watch with my own eyes yeah, at Anfield. His last appearance can't be at centre-half. No, um, and I'd, but to be... But at this point, imagine if... Stefan Bichette has just became available at some point between now and the end of the season. It'd be so good. Okay, cool. I think we've more or less managed to muddle through that one. Um, so well done, us. Good luck to Jürgen Klopp uh, and Pep Linders. Good luck to Southampton. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're going to be doing the Bias Football Podcast after this. I mean, Chris came through this morning and what the hell are we talking about on that? But mercifully, I reminded you, Man United are shite. Um, so they finally ratified the Ratcliffe era. Uh, he's come out swinging with loads of big words, um, which are just he's just making a huge rub for his back, which is great. And then they got beaten by an Alex Wobie 97th minute winner. So we're going to be discussing Man United being shite. Everton have had their points deduction they broke reduced. broke the cartel. From t- yeah. What a win. 
six point they deduction. They also did concede the 95th minute equaliser as well over the weekend, which was delightful. Yeah, give uh, it for one hand. <laughs> yes, um, we're going to chat Arsenal, we'll chat City, and we'll look ahead to the midweek FA Cup games as well. So do join us over on the Bias Football Podcast after this over on RedmenPlus.com. Use the code FINAL, get a year of it for half price. And yes, other than that, fill your boots because Liverpool are absolutely magic. Uh, don't forget to check out the vlog, which will be going out later this evening as well, uh, to hear more of Chris Pajak's dulcet singing tones on Wembley Tones? Way. Oh, thanks, Paul. Tone. Tone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.